Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Virulent News, Toxic Habits and Attitudes. I'm your host, Wayne Bibbs. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've tuned in before, welcome back. In this podcast, we examine all the things that we allow to interfere with our pursuit of our dreams and the indulgence in our passions. Procrastination, fear of trying something new, the belief that we may not be good enough, ridicule from our families, friends, and even strangers, and all the other toxic habits and attitudes that get in our way. And we all have things that we must do on a day-to-day basis, but we often forget that we can make room in our lives for the things that we enjoy. Your life is more than just a collection of your responsibilities, and in this podcast, we strive to remind you of that. Tonight, as I was preparing for this episode of the show, I was just kind of browsing through social media, reading some of the posts and comments from people with whom I'm connected. And it was in reading some of the comment sections that I came across this question. This person asked, for those who have podcasts, why do you do it? What made you start a podcast of your own. I thought about that for for quite a while, and I decided that uh, instead of talking about the things that I had already decided to discuss, that I would answer that question here on the show. I didn't answer it uh, in the comment section that I was reading, uh, although I probably will go back and answer it there as well. But I thought that that was such a wonderful question, and I find now that I can answer why I did it. Here goes. Throughout my life, there have been people who took every opportunity to discourage and disparage me, and they were just nasty about it. It was almost done like, hey, this ought to be cute. This will be fun. And so they did. And after a while, I started kind of believing the things that they were saying about why I couldn't do something. I actually heard, uh, I'm going to give a little credit to Steve Harvey here. In one of his stand-up bits, he mentioned that uh, sometimes parents aren't as supportive of, of their kids as they could be. And that after a while, after hearing all of the negative comments and the placing of doubt on a, on a child's abilities, that stuff starts to sink in, and the kid starts believing it. And I, I actually found that that was true, at least in my case. I started believing uh, what all of these people in various positions in my life were telling me to the point where I was not so confident in, in what I knew to be true about myself. But, if you know, I started thinking if this many people are saying it, well, you know, maybe they're right. They weren't, but I'm a kid at the time. And, you know, there were all these not only other kids, but adults saying these things. And it did. It, it sank in on me. And I started believing it and I started acting 
as if what they were saying was true. Then, too, there were a lot of people who were very supportive, very encouraging. And uh, one of them I live with. And when I say that she's supportive, it's only because I don't know of a stronger word. I guess, you know, fanatical. <laughs> and she is. If, 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 if love and support can be considered fanatical, yeah, she is. So, by the way, thank you, Warden. I appreciate it more than I will ever be able to tell you. And also uh, others, like my Uncle Johnny, who um, I'm so sorry he's not here uh, to actually hear this. I have, I have thanked him, but not sufficiently, in my opinion. And I also never got the chance to thank him public, publicly. Choked up just a little bit there. Uh, he died very young before I had a chance to show him the fruits of his support and his love. I really wish I could. I'm sorry he's not here. Thank you, Uncle Johnny. I appreciate you more than you will ever know. Okay, now that I'm through choking up, Uncle Johnny, the warden, and those other people who uh, maybe were less supportive than they could have been and should have been, they're kind of why I do this, because for the non-supportive people or sticks of dynamite, as I like to think of them, I know that there are other people out there who have those sticks of dynamite in their lives, the people who just want to blow up and destroy everything that you have going on. There are a lot of people who have those people in their lives, and they think that because they uh, they used to be considered friends or because they are family members or what, you know, whatever it is, coworkers, whatever, that they have to tolerate that kind of, uh, that kind of damage. And they don't. I do this because there are people who felt the way that I felt. I also do this because there are people who support and lift and encourage everything that I do. And I love those people into little bite-sized chunks. And I do it out of respect for the love and support that they give me. I also do it because there are a lot of you out there who want to try these new things and you're a little uncertain or very uncertain about uh, whether or not you should even try because there are so many people who are telling you, no, you don't want to do that. You wouldn't be any good at it. Uh, you've never done it before. Uh, it's too hard for you. You don't have those kinds of skills, which is really strange because most of the time when people tell you that, they've never tried it either. So they have no idea of what it would take or whether or not you have what it takes to do it. I've been there. I have had these people tell me these things, and I know how much it can hurt depending on who these people are and what they mean to you. And as I said before in, you know, several episodes, some of these people actually think that they're helping you because they think that they're helping you by telling you you shouldn't even try it as if uh, 
they're helping you avoid humiliation or something. What they're really doing is pouring cold water on your creative flame. That's not being supportive. I don't understand why people can't see that. As a matter of fact, I take that back. I don't think it's that they can't see it. I think that they don't care about how that must feel to you. This, you know, they're on this mission to save you from yourself. They're not saving you from yourself. They're keeping you from being yourself. I've been there. I know how it feels. I can still remember uh, the pain I felt when people would try to do that. And I don't want anyone to feel that way. No one. No one should. So maybe I'm thinking of this as paying it forward for all those, for those people who encouraged me and supported me and said, you know what, whatever it is that you're trying to do, just take a little time and research what's to be done. Prepare yourself, make the preparations for whatever it is you're doing and then go for it. And I did have several people tell me that, as I said before, one of them lives here. And that's what I want to share with you. I want to tell you whatever it is. Let, let's stick with podcasting right now since, you know, that's what I'm doing and comes to mind pretty quickly. If that's what you want to do, listen to a few podcasts out there uh, to see what they're doing. Take the time to learn how to go about it what resources you need, figure out what it is you want to say, what it is you want to talk about, what it is you want to address, and then go for it, whatever it is. If you find that it's not working out quite the way that you wanted it to, pull back, re-examine it, reevaluate it, revamp it, and then hit it again. It's fine. Eventually, you're going to make your podcast everything that you wanted it to be. Eventually, you're going to make that business you wanted to start, everything you wanted to be. Eventually, you're going to, you're going to succeed. As long as you do not stop, eventually, you will succeed. And how do I know that? Because as soon as you start doing it, you've already succeeded. As soon as you begin, you place yourself miles ahead Everyone who has had the same idea you had, but never had the same drive, and dare I say, the same courage to go ahead and do it. You're already way ahead of them. You might not be exactly where you want to be yet, but you're way ahead of all the people who thought of the idea and then stopped. So since you're already ahead of them, you might as well keep going. As I said, do a little research, find out what it is that you want to say, how you're going to go about saying it, what kind of equipment you need, blah, 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 blah. You do all that, and then you start. And then you look at it, say, either things are going well, I'm on the right track already, or I need to adjust this, tweak that. You make those adjustments, and you keep moving on. That's why I do this. I want to be that support system for you. Plus, it's fun. <laughs> I, I enjoy doing it. It's one of those things that um, I would just do for absolute fun, just 
because it's there and I like it. And there's a sense of satisfaction when I, I see a, an episode as a finished product. It's like when I'm, when I'm doing my photography. I can take a lot of, of, of pictures and, yeah, they'll be, they'll be good shots, but there will be that one where I just look at it and go, oh, wow. And it just makes me feel so good to have captured that one image that just makes me stop and, and, and appreciate what it is that I'm doing, that I have the opportunity to do it. Now, it doesn't really matter if no one else gets that same feeling from that image. Other people can see it and go, yeah, that's nice. Would I really like it if other people appreciated it as much as I did? Yeah, of course. Everyone wants that. But if I don't get that, at least I looked at it and went, wow. And just to feel so good at having captured that moment that way, that satisfaction is everything. And I want you to have that with whatever it is that you're doing. I want you to have that. I have been blessed to be around a lot of people who have demonstrated to me what that that drive can be like. I've I've met actors, other photographers, other podcasters, business people, what have you. And just to see how satisfied they are with what they've achieved so far even if no one else thinks it's it's that great they understand how great it is don't underestimate yourself and don't undervalue yourself what you've been able to achieve is no small thing because you know what it took for you just to start whatever endeavor that was much less to achieve what you've achieved that's no small thing and it can only get better provided you don't stop it's not enough to get to that one moment of success there's others out there go grab those too and that's what i want to tell you that's why the people who are so supportive of me keep me going and it's why the people who are so negative towards me keep me going i want to encourage you then i want you upon finding that satisfaction in your own life to support and encourage others yeah let's let's keep this this thing going that's why i do this so uh to the person who asked that question thank you for the question it was a great question and the answer is because for one reason or another, due to the actions of one person or another, one group or another, it feels really good. We'll be right back. Are you enjoying the Virulent News, Toxic Habits and Attitudes podcast with Wayne Bibbs? Have you given more thought to your own experiences and not following your dreams? Who and what you let stand in your way? 
of what you can do to rid yourself of that toxic behavior. Now you can support Wayne's efforts to create more free content to reach more people. Please consider a monthly donation in support of the podcast so that we can continue to offer you stories from Wayne and his guests to encourage you to embrace and follow your dreams, as long as those dreams don't involve any sort of harm to yourself or anyone else. You can subscribe to the podcast on several platforms, and you can follow The Virulent News on Twitter, NowX, and Instagram. The Virulent News, Toxic Habits and Attitudes. We thank you for your support. And we're back. I believe that everyone has been in a position to make snap judgments or assumptions about someone upon first meeting them. It's just kind of a natural thing to do. And as long as you don't treat that person badly because of whatever assumptions you've made, there's not really a lot of harm in doing it. But what if the assumptions you made were incorrect? A few years ago, I say a few years ago, probably about 15 now, 15, yeah, about 15 years ago, I was cast uh, in a, a show, and uh, this was a cast of six people, uh, plus the director slash producer, and I had never met any of these people. There were, in the cast, including myself, three men and three women, four white, two black, all of us very good at what we did. There was uh, one older gentleman. There's there's two old guys, me and this other guy. This gentleman uh, came in, and I guess it's, it's probably just the man thing to do. I, I kind of sized him up to see, okay, if there's a problem, how much trouble am I, am I going to have with this guy? And I'm fairly certain he did the same thing with me. We just want to be able to assess a threat level. And uh, after observing him for a while, I figured, okay, well, I hope nothing happens. But if it, if it does, I don't think he'll be too much of a problem. The other guy came in. As I said, there were three men. This guy was young, very muscular, very fit. And he didn't smile a lot. I looked at him and I said, okay, this dude's going to be a problem. I could just feel it. But I didn't say anything. I just kept going. Didn't even let him know that I had, you know, looked him up and down and made sure that I could handle what, you know, if something were to, were to happen. The show started with the rehearsals and whatever, and I really got to know this guy. And it turns out that my assumptions about him were all wrong. They were all wrong. And we got to be really good friends. What if the assumptions you make about people are wrong? I want to share another one since I'm talking about uh, stage plays I've been in. Did a few uh, murder mystery shows uh, way back in the, in the early part of the 2000s. And there was this little old guy and he played the little strange 
if you've ever seen the Powerpuff Girls, <laughs> if you've ever seen the Powerpuff Girls, you could imagine him being the mayor. If you've never seen the Powerpuff Girls, go check it out real quick just so you'll see what it is I'm talking about. When you see the mayor, that's this guy. And I thought that he was just this little crazy looking dude. He was, you know, much older than everyone else in the cast. And he always played the the crazy, quirky characters. One day, we sat down and had an actual conversation. And I got to tell you, this man was so insightful. And he spoke with such compassion about other people. My assumptions about him were so completely off base. I mean, I, w- I was stunned listening to him i didn't think that he was stupid or anything so when i when i say this please don't get the wrong idea but he was not just intelligent he was an intellectual and he was as i said very compassionate and he had a good a really good sense of humor it wasn't just written into the script he was infusing it there are some people who are funny because that's what it says on the page and then there are some people who are just genuinely funny And he was genuinely funny when he wanted to be. But when he was serious, he was almost like an encyclopedia. Uh, He's gone now. And uh, I I miss him. He He was a good friend and a good person to work with on stage. But more than that, he had a lot of life experience, which he shared with everyone. And honestly, I don't know of anyone that didn't like him. I really don't. What if the assumptions you make about people, about a person, are wrong? Now let's turn that around a little bit. What if the assumptions that people make about you are wrong? What if people assume that when you try something new, you will not be successful? I'm going to say that again because I want want to give that time to sink in. What if the assumptions that people make about you are wrong when they assume that you will not be successful at whatever new enterprise you attempt? What do you do? How does that feel to you? Do you just accept it? Pay it no attention? Or do you ignore it but go ahead with the new thing that you're trying do you let it stop you or do you let it fuel you that's something that i think a lot of people struggle with i know i certainly did and now after 60 years i'm coming out of it because i have a lot of help but it takes a while it's it's not something that you can overcome very quickly usually If you're the kind of person who can get over that quickly, hey, congratulations. When you're sharing your experiences with others, please mention how you're able to overcome such things so quickly because I'm telling you, I would love to hear about it. I'm going to ask a variation of that question one last time. What happens, now listen carefully to what I'm saying here. What happens when you make the wrong assumption about yourself. What happens 
when you assume without ever trying that you're unable to do a certain thing, that you'll never be any good at it, that you will fail. What happens when you're the one who makes that assumption about you? First of all, don't do it. But secondly, when you find that you have made that erroneous assumption, when you find out that you have undervalued yourself, that you have underestimated yourself, here's what I think you should do. I think you should say to yourself, damn, I am so sorry that I underestimated you. I mean, I have to admit it. I didn't know what I was talking about. Not only are you good at this, you're crushing it. I apologize. That's the first thing you need to do. You need to admit that you were wrong and apologize to yourself for underestimating yourself. And then the second thing you need to say to yourself, that's okay, I understand, don't do it again, but we're cool for right now. Forgive yourself. And I know that sounds strange, but it's, it's true. That, that's an act that I think you need to take. Self, I forgive you, but do not ever let that happen again. I will forgive you, me, <laughs> but I will not forget it. And I hope you don't forget it. I hope that you remember that you can be as guilty of underestimating yourself as any of the external people in your life. And it's no less wrong when you do it than when they do. Accept, admit, and, and appreciate your greatness. And don't be afraid to demonstrate it. That's going to do it for this week's episode of The Virulent News, Toxic Habits and Attitudes. I am your host, Wayne A. Bibbs. Before I go, this episode uh, was completed and posted on February the 2nd. So, Mama Anna, happy birthday. Uh, we love you. And uh, we'll be talking to you fairly soon. As a matter of fact, we'll be talking to all of you very, very soon. Uh, but until then, take care. Mm-hmm.